Hello, everybody, and welcome to the eighth episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb, here to give you the most recent news from the Nevada Sagebrush website. Make sure to read all the articles on the website to give the writers the credit that they're due. With that being said, I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. Welcome to the Sagebrush Spotlight. The election is finally over and multiple candidates are announcing their victories. To start, our new governor-elect Joe Lombardo declared his victory over current Governor Steve Sisolak in his victory speech earlier this week at Rancho High School in Las Vegas. Here's a short clip from that. In my travels across the state, I heard from voters from all walks of life. And you know what they said? They all said the same thing. Joe, please help turn our state around before it's too late. The urgency in their voice, voices, I will never forget. Along with this, Senator Catherine Cortez Masto won the Senate race over Laxalt with 0.8% more votes. For Secretary of State, Cisco Aguilar was able to beat election denier Jim Marchant. Incumbent Aaron D. Ford secured the position of Attorney General once more. For more information on the races, check out Politics Guide Part 5, written by arts and entertainment editor Jaden Young. Flu season is already in full swing, and I'm sure many of you have noticed those around you getting sick. However, can you tell the difference between the flu, cold, and COVID? Nevada Sagebrush News Editor Lizzie Ramirez talked to Cheryl Hug English, the medical director of the Student Health Center, to help students be able to tell the differences between the three sicknesses. She says that it is easiest to tell when you have a cold. Quote, in general, cold symptoms tend to occur gradually and are not usually associated with fever, chills, or headache. The most common symptoms of a cold are sneezing, a runny or stuffy nose, and a sore throat. When it comes to COVID or the flu, which both have similar symptoms and can lead to hospitalization if the case is severe enough, both sicknesses have common symptoms including fevers, which are typically 101 degrees or higher, chills, muscle or body ache, cough, sore throat, runny nose, congestion, headache, fatigue, weakness, and shortness of breath. Along with this, both illnesses can cause vomiting and diarrhea. Hug English says that the biggest indicator between the flu and COVID is the loss of taste and smell, which is a major indicator of COVID. According to Hug English, respiratory diseases increase in commonality during the winter months, so she recommends that even if you are feeling just a little sick, that you stay home from school as not to spread the sickness. If you do end up getting sick, stay home, drink fluids, and take ibuprofen or acetaminophen to get better faster. A student from the fraternity Tau Kappa Epsilon has been hospitalized after an alleged binge drinking incident involving prospective members and current members of the fraternity. The fraternity is not affiliated with the university. Dion Stanfield, the president of ASUN, told Nevada Sagebrush News editor Lizzie Ramirez that many students have come to her to ask questions about the situation. Quote, I feel obligated to make a statement because there was no clear story about what had happened, but it was very obvious that the student body knew something happened in regard to, like, the safety of the student, said Stanfield. The students of UNR turned to Yik Yak as their main source of communication about the event. Stanfield told Ramirez that, unfortunately, hazing is just a part of the culture of some fraternities. An anonymous source came forward to tell Ramirez that the students was hospitalized due to alcohol poisoning after a tradition that all prospective members partake in. 
The source says that every year, the pledges drink enough to experience alcohol poisoning in order to learn what it feels like and how to handle their alcohol. Right after this hospitalization, our source learned that Tau Kappa Epsilon was still having parties, except they changed it to 21 and older and invite only. Our source tells us that fraternities don't care about their members' well-being. They only care if their fraternity is known for partying the hardest. The university still does not have any additional information about the event. With the conclusion of the news section, we're going to be taking a short break to catch our breath and recap on the news. I'm your host, Patrick McNabb. You're listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. The Nevada football team was shut down by the Boise State Broncos this past Saturday, November 11th, losing 41-3. Overall, it was a rough game for Nevada, giving up a touchdown in the first three minutes of the game after the defense was not able to hold the Broncos' offense. After this, the Wolfpack offense failed to respond. Despite Nevada being able to force a fumble from Boise State, the Broncos' offense would score once more before the quarter ended. Nevada went into the second quarter 14-0. Nevada seemed to have a bit more life going into the second quarter, but once more, Boise State was the first to score after a 49-yard run from running back George Halani. Nevada made it to the scoreboard with a 26-yard field goal from kicker Brandon Talton. Nevada went into the second half, losing 21-3. The rest of the game was rough for Nevada. In the third quarter, Boise State would score one field goal and two touchdowns to put them up to 38. Nevada was not able to score anything in the third quarter, still heavily losing. The fourth quarter was again quiet for Nevada, with Boise State finishing their drive from the end of the third quarter, scoring a field goal early in the fourth quarter. That was the last time in the game that either team scored. Nevada lost 41-3, giving the Wolfpack their eighth straight loss. The Wolfpack currently has a 2-8 record with a 0-7 in conference play. Nevada's last home game is tonight, November 18th, against the Fresno State Bulldogs. There are no new arts and entertainment stories this week. Make sure to read all the movie reviews on the Nevada Sagebrush website. And that brings this episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight to a close. Be sure to follow the Nevada Sagebrush on Instagram and Twitter at Nevada Sagebrush and me on Instagram at Patrick McNabb and Twitter at Patrick McNabb underscore. There will be no episode of the Sagebrush Spotlight next week. If you celebrate, enjoy your Thanksgiving. This week's Song of the Week is... Second Life with Emily by Peach Pit. I've been your host, Patrick McNabb. Thanks for listening to the Sagebrush Spotlight. See ya.